HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by PASA Sustainable Agriculture. Register now for PASA's 2024 conference in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Don't miss over 70 educational sessions on farming and food systems, plus an expansive trade show. Learn more at pasafarming.org slash HRN2024. Hey there, and welcome to the Feed Feed podcast. I'm Alexis Santos. The Feed Feed is the world's largest crowdsourced food publication and social media community, serving as your daily source for what to cook, bake, eat, and drink. Here on the podcast, we are speaking with members of the hashtag Feed Feed community to hear their stories, learn about their culinary inspirations, and get some of their best cooking tips. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Sydney Buck. Sydney Buck is a talented private chef and owner of Buck Wild Kitchen, her brand for pop-ups and other culinary work. Sydney was also featured as a contestant on Hulu Secret Chef. Sydney loves to lean into Mexican and Asian cuisines and also has a passion for sustainable and seasonal cooking. Thank you so much for being here, Sydney. Thank you so much for having me. Woohoo! I'm already hungry just like reminiscing on the food of yours that I did get to eat back in the day. So I was on the same Hulu show with Sydney, Secret Chef, that came out on Hulu this summer. And that was a very interesting experience for all of us who were on there together. And Sydney, I had the privilege of getting to know her and her background on the show. But for those who are listening who don't know, if you could just take us back to the very beginning of like when you started getting passionate about food, like when you grew up, what was kind of like your culinary journey from the very beginning? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of have a funny story about how I started cooking when I was a kid. Um, I (laughs) my parents came downstairs one morning and I was trying to cook eggs in a lobster pot um i was three what's and i put a lobster <laughs> pot uh you know like a giant like stock pot yes okay like a, yeah like a lobster pot that's you know it's, i grew up calling it a lobster pot but it's a giant stock pot somehow i got it on the stove um and i was like trying to cook eggs and i remember like looking down and seeing like nasty waxy craft american cheese and salt and pepper nice. but i uh, couldn't get you know, the gas on. So my mom came downstairs, uh, running to me, you know, toasting, making toast on the ground and spilling orange juice everywhere and was trying to cook, uh, eggs. And then after that, my parents were just like, okay, like, obviously she wants to be in the kitchen. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's like, it's a funny story. Um, 
but I always cooked. I always loved cooking. Um, you know, I used to work in the beauty industry and then I switched over to professional cooking because I realized that was really what I truly loved to do. So, and where you grew up, where again? Uh, I grew up outside Philadelphia, like an hour outside uh, in this little town called uh, Lincoln University. Hey, middle of nowhere. <laughs> what were like the foods that you kind of grew up loving? Because I kind of picture you like, I, for some reason, I thought you grew up in the South, even though I know you didn't. But I know you kind of lean, yeah. lean towards like comfort foods sometimes. Like, what were some of your favorite foods growing up, and how did that like inspire how you cook today? Jeez. Um, well, the thing is, I, a lot of people think I'm from the South. My mom's from Alabama. So, um, I do have a lot of Southern inspiration from my family and from my mother. Um, I don't know, like growing up, I grew up really kind of in the country and, you know, we were surrounded by Amish and we would get all of our produce from the Amish or like grow it ourselves. So it's like growing up, it was just like eating a lot of stuff fresh from the garden or, like one of my favorite memories one time my dad was kind of drunk and he made us a salad and there was a uh, slug still in the salad cause he didn't wash it all the way. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, wh- I, I don't even think I've ever seen a slug like in real life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where I have some in my backyard in my garden now in Ridgewood, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I, yeah. I haven't had enough experience with slugs, unfortunately. Yeah, my uh, damn, you're not missing out. Okay. Well, good. Glad to hear um, it. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think growing up, a lot of my cooking was, you know, my dad cooked a lot. And it was obviously, like I said, a lot of seasonal and, and local, you know, produce or we were getting our meat from our Amish. And, and then my mom would like come in with Southern, you know, inspiration. So a lot of like gumbos and stews and all kinds of stuff just you know the best produce you can really think of totally so you obviously had this like very young like start with like it being obvious that you were into cooking but then you were working in beauty so like when did you decide like how did this kind of all come together that you are going to be pursuing the culinary world as a career right um well you know, I, I, I moved to New York. When did I move to New York? I moved to New York in like 2013 um, to work in the beauty industry. So I was doing events and education for a while, I think like six years. Um, and I just like was always super unhappy. And, you know, my therapist one day was just like, hey, you're always cooking. You're always having people over. You're always hosting. Like that's like when you're like actually your happiest and, you know, I kind of had a talk with myself, I think like two, three years ago about, you know, I think this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I had so many friends and family be like, this is what you should be doing. And I just essentially just took a leap of faith. And, you know, it was probably like the best decision I've ever done. Totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're much happier and like passionate about what you're doing now. Right. And we've seen you know, I've witnessed you in person and it really just seems like that's kind of what you were meant to do. So that's exactly a good thing. I also think like landing, you know, the show and being on the show with you and everyone, I think that was kind of what solidified, like this was what I was supposed to be doing, you know, totally. Um, just cause okay. I was like, I, I was still like, you know, insecure about, you know, doing this full time. And, you know, after like being in the beauty industry for so long, I was like, Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's what <laughs> no. <on> the <laughs> I get it. I get it. So did you go to culinary school at any point? 
No, I actually never have. Okay. Um, yeah. I have thought about it, but I've had friends be like, yeah, you know, you don't, you're good. You're good. Right. Yeah. And it's so expensive. Yeah. I know. And it's, yeah, it's like, and, and I have had friends that are like in culinary school they've met me and they're like, you already have, you already know what you're doing. You already have the taste. You already, you get it. You have the knife skills. You're fine. Yeah. Like, so how did but, you learn all of that? Because, you know, seeing you in person and like knowing the type of dishes you produce and like, you know, that you work at restaurants and host pop-ups and stuff like that. How did right. you get that skill set like together without going into culinary school? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I, like I said, I grew up with, with family that loved to cook and we loved to host and everything I think was based around food and, and being in the kitchen, even with my family in Alabama, my family in Pennsylvania. Um, I also watched a lot of cooking shows growing up. I, that's like the only thing I ever watched was like the food network and, um, all that all the shows and then even like on my time off even when in my adult life I would be watching like YouTube videos of cooking or looking at recipes or even like you know going out to eat you know I I would go out to eat with my dad a lot growing up and I would just dissect everything and be like well this is really fun or like oh this is what they did with that and like just kind of I don't know pulling it all apart yeah totally and where did you get your kind of passion and desire to move into more like sustainable, local, seasonal type ingredients? Was that kind of just like living in New York and being surrounded by people who are interested in that? Or because I know that's like a big part of what you like. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, growing up where I did and I had such amazing produce and I had great, you know, butchers or you would get our meat from the Amish and it was like the best. And when I moved to New York, I was like, going to grocery stores and I kind of was like, uh, (laughs) this is not to, I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, have high standards, but I would just be like, Oh gosh, this is so expensive for like what I'm getting, or it's like not what I'm looking for. And, um, you know, I started going to farmer's markets and, and then I found out what a CSA was. And I was just like blown away of, you know, being able to really just eat with the seasons. I mean, I I did that growing up, but like in New York, it kind of inspired me just like going to the farmer's markets and meeting farmers or meeting my butchers. And um, yeah, it's just very important to me. And even like in Ridgewood now I, I shot, I like, I'm very good friends with my butcher. I talk to him like almost, almost every day of us like planning stuff for pop-ups. And I, I think it's really important to support your community because they support, support you back. And um, yeah, it's very important. Totally. So besides that, kind of lens that you have to your cooking you mentioned you also like doing kind of mexican asian fusion is that just kind of something that's evolved over time with you experimenting with stuff or and like what are some examples of that yeah um yeah i don't really know how (laughs) it happened (laughs) i mean i kind of do i i I mean it's kind of weird where i grew up there was a huge hispanic community and and i remember as like a kid when i my parents would take me out to eat when i was like five um we would always go to Mexican restaurants and uh, I always wanted all the spicy food. And I think it always inspired me. Um, And I started going to Mexico uh, now for inspiration. I don't know. Mexican food is probably one of my favorite cuisines. And then also just like, I love Asian food. So I just kind of thought, why do I not just kind of combine the two of them into, you know, into something. But 
I don't know. Um, some examples, like I, I had a pop-up a couple of weeks ago where I did, um, I, I'm sure you remember the Teresa wontons on yes, the show. Yes, that's what I was just uh, thinking was about. Yeah, that was like that dish. And, and even like other dishes, I, I know that you didn't get to eat a lot of my food, but there was even mm-hmm. some dishes that I did like uh, a fried green tomato with tomatillo salsa and like a, a like a chipotle crab salad. Um, so it's always kind of using those kind of ingredients. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, the same with the back to the wonton thing. I had a pop up recently where I was doing elote wontons, not fried like I did on the show, but like boiled with mm-hmm. a tomatillo salsa and chipotle sauce and cilantro oil or like chorizo dan dan noodles. Really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are really, really good. With like yeah. a chipotle sauce. Like kind of just like come. I mean, I think they both just work so well together of like melding them together. Everything's like saucy, spicy. Salty. Salty. It just works, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's a really cool twist. Yeah. I know it's normally like that kind of ground pork on there. So it's like, why not make it chorizo, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, I, I love chorizo. So, and, yeah. you know. Totally. Yeah. So how have yeah. you been, like, what have you been doing to kind of push, th- like, this career forward? I know you've been doing pop-ups. You were working at restaurants for a while. And it's yeah. doing private chefing. I know it's like obviously a hustle and a grind, but what are kind yeah. of some of the things that you've been doing to kind of like keep pursuing your passion in this space? Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of pop-ups uh, this summer. Um, I was doing some private chef work. Um, I had a family I was working for, but you know, they moved, unfortunately they moved to Philadelphia. They want me to move there, but I, I'm sorry. I'm staying in Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I just been doing a ton of pop-ups at, you know, um some of the local bars that I, you know, know the owners or I know the managers and I just keep trying to come up with two, you know, uh, a menu every two weeks and I even just went uh I went to Portland and I recently and I went and had some food to get some, some inspiration cuz I've been feeling a little uninspired just because, you know, burnout I think is really real when uh-huh. you have your own business and, you know, it's just me. So it can be a lot. Um, I also just recently did a photo shoot for some of my food. Um, yeah, it's it's just you know making sure to you know take time for yourself, um, but also you know staying busy and staying inspired is really important. And um, just continue to talk to your customers and you know the owners of bars and you know checking in is important. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that burnout conversation is an, yeah. is an important one because it's, you know, and I've kind of been feeling the same thing the last couple months. Cause it's, I don't know if it's like a time of year thing or like, you know, yeah, like right. we go into the new year strong and we're all like inspired and like wanting to do stuff. And then like, you know, we just kind of like slog on through the summer and then the summer hits and, or, you know, we're like, ah, I don't really know anymore. Like the excitement of like heirloom tomatoes and all that stuff kind of wears off. <laughs> right. and we're like, <laughs> not yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, and this summer, I think I had the most pop-ups that I've had. I, I think, you know, with the show coming out and I think, you know, watching the show and, 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 and it finally being out and I can finally tell people I finally was like ready for this big push of just being like, well, here I am, come eat my food see what I do, meet me, whatever. Um, and I was doing so much. Yeah. I def- totally got burnout. Um, yeah. so now I'm just like trying to find more of like a routine schedule and 
more residencies. I've been having a couple of residencies that I have at a bars that I'm at every week instead of just doing random one-off pop-ups and yeah. kind of just totally you know, figuring it out along the way. I mean, it's always, we're always just <laughs> figuring our shit out. Literally you know? just like day by day. People ask me, yeah. like, Oh, like, where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, I don't know where I want to be in five days. Like, I, <laughs> I literally, literally know. yes. Yes. I hate that question. It's always people are like, well, what is your end goal? And I'm like, I don't know. Make it through the day. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Just like, Michael. I, yeah, I have like travel like that I need to do like two weeks from now or less than two weeks from now that I haven't even booked flights for. So I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. I know. People are like, well, day yeah. by day at best, 100%. All right. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Want to cultivate farms and food systems that nourish, heal, and empower? Register now for PASA's 2024 Sustainable Agriculture Conference. Discover resources, services, and products at our expansive trade show and explore more than 70 educational sessions on climate smart practices, food justice, soil health, and more. Featuring a dynamic lineup of speakers, including Reginaldo Hasle-Marroquin, farmer and founder of the Regenerative Agriculture Alliance and CEO of Tree Range Farms, and Reverend Dr. Heber M. Brown III, pastor, community organizer, and founder of the Black Church Food Security Network. Find your community at PASA's 33rd Annual Conference in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on February 8th through 10th. Register now at pasafarming.org HRN 2024. That's P-A-S-A farming.org HRN 2024. So what was it like for you being on the show? I mean, I know I that was my first time being on any type of cooking competition yeah. TV. I know like you, you know, felt like you had a lot to prove and, you know, wanting to kind of I guess not justify, but make it feel like, oh yeah, like I made the right the right choice and pursuing food as a career. So what was that experience kind of like for you and after the fact? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, booking and getting on the show, um, you know, when I found out that I was going to be on it, I think it really made me solidify that I I, I was doing the right thing. Um, and then getting there, I was so anxious. <laughs> I was so nervous because it just, you know, we're around a bunch of strangers for a month and right. um, it was intense. Um, I'm super grateful I did it. I mean, I, to be honest, like, yes, I was very anxious. I would say like the first three days of filming, but um, I think it was one of the best experiences. I mean, I think we were around so many talented people that were so inspiring or, you know, I got so much great advice from, and I don't know. It, it, I do really well cooking in chaos <laughs> yeah. when it comes. Yeah. I do really well of just like someone throwing ingredients at me and just coming up with something on the fly. Um, and it's not something I don't I get to do as much uh, recently. And I, I don't know. I, I think this show really made me realize that I'm super talented. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, people have watched it by now, but it's like, you know, I, I got, you know, kicked off the show and then I came back and then I beat out Josh, which was like insane. That was so crazy. Uh, <laughs> back, I mean, like I lived it in real life, but then I <laughs> back, I was like, what? Like, this was so crazy. Like the whole thing was nuts. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and then my, you, made, I mean, you made duck for the first, well, I actually made duck for the first time because I had to like film a recipe of it and I didn't have a choice and I had never made it before. So I was just kind of following a recipe, but right. even following a recipe, like I overcooked the shit out of it and yours was so perfect. 
perfect. So for those who haven't seen the show, there's like an episode where Sydney made duck breasts and it was allegedly the first time that she had ever made it. And we all tried it. And like all of the people who were judging it blindly, like didn't know who made it, but we were just like, Oh wow. This like, this person's really talented. They made this amazing duck. And city was like, yeah, I made that for the first time. <laughs> we were like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not oh. gonna lie. I'm kind of lucky when I make things the first time. I don't. I. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just have luck. Um. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I. I mean, who? If you've seen the show, you've definitely seen my reaction of being like, uh. <laughs> I have friends just send me like videos of my reaction of that day because my eyes are just like wide. Yeah. I eliminated a you know a very talented Michelin chef. I mean, Josh's food was incredible. I mean, he's super great. Um. But I, I think, you know, when I first got eliminated, I kind of was like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. Like, I'm not that great as, as a chef or like, maybe this isn't like, I didn't take it as seriously, I think. And then, you know, when I came back, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> maybe I do know what I'm doing. And um, totally. Yeah, it yeah, was crazy. You and, what you were like top three in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lanky had immunity. Yeah. no i'm kidding love him but i was you know uh i would have liked to be in the finale but i was really proud i mean the fact that i was able to come back and and knock a ton of people out is is pretty cool yeah no that was crazy like just living that in real life was insane and so like yeah that was all very very cool and i think yeah i mean what did your like friends and family like people who maybe like were not as confident about like what this career was going to look like for you like what what were like the reactions from people you know just like wow damn Sydney you're boss yeah. bitch in the kitchen or like people who hadn't seen you yeah. before like what were the reactions like yeah I would say like yeah a lot of people I've had I had a lot of people that I like you know went to college with reach out and be like wait when did you become a chef or like you know stuff like that even and then they would be like oh that makes sense you were like cooking for all of us when you were like drunk you know like you know what I mean like I always was someone that was cooking for everyone but um, I think the biggest reaction was, you know, I had a viewing party um, at my local bar um, and just the amount of people that came out. There was like a hundred people that came out and my parents were here and it was just, it was awesome because people were like, wow, you really, I have had, I wouldn't say I have like haters, but I have definitely have people that don't really believe that I'm talented and it, it was kind of nice to prove them wrong. Cause I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's, I mean, it's like a lot of male chefs. They always, you know, as a women, as women, it's just like tough, you know, the industry. Yeah. And, um, and I would say also, you know, my dad, even though he was like huge with uh, teaching me how to cook or like being in the kitchen, he definitely didn't see me as like being a professional chef. He was like, no, it's like just a hobby. And, and when I quit the beauty industry, he kind of was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, so when he watched the show, he like started sobbing and was just like, yeah, this is what you're meant to be doing. Like you literally killed it. And like, just to see like how far that I've grown from just like quitting my job to cooking to the show to now it's like, yeah, he's like, you definitely made the right decision. You're doing the right thing. And like, it's great that you have your own business. Like, like, I'm so proud of you. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like crying and I was like, stop. I was like, stop. Oh my <laughs> Don't make God. Me cry. No, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. There's literally no way I'd be able to handle that. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah. oh, God. It's been a journey to say the least. I know. It's- and it's, it's been nice, you know, you know, having other people now seeing that I do have talent because it's like, yeah, dude, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've you been can telling you. Yeah. It's like, hello. Yeah. I must want a cooking competition. I was almost there, you know, uh, you were. To <laughs> oh, totally. So I know we hate the like, Oh, what do you see for yourself next type question? But like, what if you like <sighs> had to choose, like, where are you like hoping to take things or like where, are you like vaguely planning on going next with this? <laughs> I mean, I'm still, you know, obviously doing pop-ups and, and I would like to continue more on to like doing private dinners and going back to private chef work. But like, I would, you know, you, we're going to talk about our five year plan. You know, I, w- I would like to travel and just, you know, do maybe like some kind of, I don't know, like a cooking show. Like, you know, I think Anthony Bourdain and I share the same birthday. I think we're very similar. And like, I'm not saying I want to be the next Anthony Bourdain, but it just, I like traveling. I like getting inspired by different ingredients. And that's, you know, I think that's everyone's goal is to travel and eat good food and get Literally. inspired. <laughs> I'm like, someone wants to pay me just to, to walk around and eat. <laughs> yeah. like, let's do that. Let's just, yeah. yeah right. We'll, we'll anyone wants to pay me to do that <laughs> yeah, for sure i mean do you think in the meantime you'll like stay kind of doing the restaurant thing more in new york or more private chefing or like i know you kind of have like your hands in a lot of different baskets right now is there like one that you foresee yourself peeling off more towards a little bit yeah i would say probably more private chef kind of aspect that's like really what what I would like to be doing. Um, I do like doing pop-ups. It's fun. And it's a fun way to meet people, but it definitely is extremely exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's very tiring, you know, um, setting up a new place every day. Um, so yeah, I would like, you know, to go back to kind of doing private chef work just because it's, you know, you're working for one cust- like one client and you're coming up with fun and fun, new things every day instead of, you know, kind of doing the same stuff, you know, right. for a minute. Totally. I like, kind of doing new things it keeps my uh, ADHD uh in check <laughs> yeah 100% and it gives you like a little more freedom to like pursue other stuff and it seems like those right yeah yeah exactly like come up with new things and and be more flexible and and um I don't know I just like really love experimenting with food and and people that like that as well yeah, 100%. So what are some of your favorite things that you've made recently on like your pop-up menus or for your clients or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have a pop-up tonight and I've been running this menu, I think the past week and a half. Um, one of the things that I, I really am proud of is um, I made bagolgi langua tacos. So Ooh. essentially, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, beef tongue tacos but with pagolgi and then i made it with the salsa matcha and pickled uh pears it's really really good yeah it's like a perfect blend of like sweet spicy you know it's delicious (laughs) that sounds really really good yeah i i like this fusion for you and like i guess we didn't know it at the time but that kind of that chorizo wonton that you made i know right kind of telling I mean, that's what got you back I know. the competition. I know. And it's funny because I, ha- I had a pop-up 
uh, I want to say like two months ago when I made the chorizo wontons and people were like freaking out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And were they like exactly the same pretty much? Yeah. I made them exactly the same. And yeah. even with like the two sauces and everything and people were like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe you whipped that out. Cause I remember like, so for those who haven't seen the show, it was like a redemption thing where those of us who had been kicked off the show were um, asked back on to make a snack for the remaining contestants to try and judge. And um, Sydney, we were all standing together and she had no idea what she was going to make. And like all of us kind of had ideas in our head. We were like, okay, yeah, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this. And all of a sudden you just like pulled that out of your ass that you like. <laughs> made. Well, I, everyone was like, I'm making a toast. And I was like, well, I'm not going to make a toast. Yeah. And then I was like, I saw, I, I mean, I, I think I told everyone because I saw like wonton wrappers and, and, and there was something I always did as with my friends for like Valentine's day or like Galentine's day. We, everyone would come over and we would make uh, dumplings and we would just, you know, come up with weird combinations of whatever you can think of, like ones with butternut squash or like, you know, tempeh or just like just doing fun things and just drinking natural wine and making dumplings and having a good time. I mean, sounds so, like yeah, right. I mean, it sounds like the perfect day in my opinion. So when I saw the wonton wrappers, I like thought of, you know, uh, making dumplings with my friends and was just like, all right, chorizo, taco, like, cool. Like, let's do it. So it was fun. (laughs) Match made in heaven. Look what it did. I know. I know. I know. And who doesn't like chorizo? Who doesn't love a good fried wonton? Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't get to taste it because I was competing. Even just I'll send you one. Yeah, they all loved it. They all, I was like, wow. Like, because I remember when you were describing it, I was like, what? Like, I couldn't even process what that was. I was like so flustered with everything else. I was like, (laughs) Mexican chorizo wonton? Like, okay, I don't even know what you're talking about, but sure. Like, it sounds good. I know. And it was so funny because when when I watched that episode and and then Poonam is like trying to guess who is whose, she like thought that your locket is Yeah, she thought that was your What? I know. Yeah, she got everyone wrong. Well, pretty much all of us, all of us got everyone wrong the whole time, essentially. <laughs> like, none of us knew I, anything all along. I would, I think I figured people out, but I always mixed up Le- Leon and Lanky's food. I don't know why. Um, and I, I think that that's like... The, the show was for them to just keep us confused, pretty much. Just keep us on our toes right. the whole time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's why I was just an anxious human the whole time yeah i literally felt ill the entire time we were filming it was i was just having no clue what's going on yeah so for those who haven't seen it it's secret chef on hulu it's like a very spunky new twist on cooking competition television show and it's just yeah i can't even really describe it you have to just watch it yourself because (laughs) it's like very hard to explain but it um it was a very interesting experience and me and Sydney both did it together. And clearly, you know, a lot has come out of that for the participants on the show. And it was like a cool test of our cooking abilities and our wits and our mental stability. And yeah, seriously, I'm like, wow, you guys really did not make sure that I was like mentally fit for this, but (laughs) Hey, you were fine. I checked in on you. Yeah. We we made it out. Okay. Oh my God. I was the mom of the group. (laughs) Literally. We needed it. We needed it so bad. 
Even um, though inside I was dying, I was like, how's everyone else doing? I'm just going to distract my well-being. Yeah, straight up. That was the only way to get through it, just to, like, keep yeah. trudging through. Right. <laughs> was there anything else about your culinary journey or goals or cuisines that you want to learn more about or anything like that that I haven't asked you about yet? I don't think so. I think we kind of touched everything. I, I think, you know... It just has been a fun journey that I've been on. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It keeps like changing. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a year ago it was a completely different situation than right. now, and like, you know, it's all just like a very, it's a rapidly evolving industry for everybody who's in it. Um, right. And just people who enjoy going to restaurants, or you know, anybody who's related tangentially at all to the culinary world, you can, if you think about it, it's just like so rapidly evolving that we can't really predict exactly what's going to be next but we know right. be, if sydney's around we know it'll be delicious so <laughs> you know it. yeah and i need to try more of your food like that's not I know. sitting around getting cold under a cloche <laughs> yes i agree i know that would be lovely i, I agree <sighs> well thank you so much for being here yeah oh my god i loved it this was so great yeah, catching know, it's like up. good for us to catch up too. <laughs> I know, right? It's been long, too long overdue. <laughs> I know. You'll have to come to one of my pop-ups the next time you're in New York. I know, absolutely. And anybody who's interested in hearing about where Sydney is cooking, where can you find this information, Sydney? Um, I you can find it on my Instagram, Buckwild Kitchen. I always post my schedule and my menus there. All right. So well, anybody who's around. in the New York and they're mo- they're all mostly in what, like Queens, Brooklyn, just I would say I'm I'm in Brooklyn a lot and then sometimes in Queens, but mainly all over Brooklyn. Yeah. So lots of opportunities to try her food if you are in the New York City area, which I will have to let you know next time I head back over there. It's always very last minute for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's it's a mess over here, but we're we're getting through it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're just trying to take it day by day, right? Yeah, literally. That's our motto, day by day. <laughs> day by day. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again, Sydney. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Likewise. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about the food and drink discovery platform that is The Feed Feed, head to thefeedfeed.com. If you have a food story to tell or want us to interview a blogger, cookbook, author, chef, or restaurateur, we would love your suggestions. Just send us a DM on Instagram. See you next time. The Feed Feed podcast is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.